Welcome to the Clean Energy Revolution with host Jamie Krinsky. There are a lot of questions concerning clean energy. Is it safe? Does it really produce results? How do utilities and the government feel about clean energy? The truth is that it's here. It has to be our future, and we'll give you the answers you need. Now, here is your host, Jamie Krinsky. Good morning, and thank you for joining us on the Clean Energy Revolution. Our show, as stated previously, is about the listeners. We are are very thankful for each and every one of you. It's why we are here, and it is why this show is so important. I would like to invite you to connect with me, so please send me your thoughts or comments to jamie at thecleanenergyrevolution.com or connect with me on my website at www.thecleanenergyrevolution.com. In this show, we we raise and ask the questions that you, the listener and energy consumer, would ask while also identifying perspective and applications using clean energy. We will be confronting real news and events surrounding energy with a special interest and a keen observation in the abandoning of our constitutional protection regarding self-generation, responsible energy generation, uh, with, with with respect to taking care of our environment, coupled with taking back our independence and our voice, in this show we we would like to today uh, give give a shout out to all of the firefighters that are dealing with the travesty that has got been going on in in Australia, and it, it's hard to ignore the impacts to our climate from from some of what we are doing with fossil fuel power generation. It, it is why that we are taking this show very seriously and we, we, we want to bring to our listeners options that create a cleaner, uh, a cleaner impact on our environment and a more cost-effective and more responsible application for, for energy. So in this series, we'll be focusing on the impacts that energy has on your lives, your businesses, in your communities, along with the economy and the environment. Uh, it really is truly hard to not find negative impacts across the globe, but particularly in our country of the misuse of our environment. And it is time that we take take that back. On to today's show. On today's episode, we, we will start with an update on Opportunity Zones and, and how, how we could use that with a focus on 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 clean energy in opportunity zones have been a quite a buzz in the last couple of years in the investment community it's mostly been tied to real estate applications but we are trying to turn that around we are trying to make clean energy a mainstay in opportunity zones and opportunity zone investments recently the irs put out new regulations for Opportunity Zone investment and reporting. And, and we're going to talk about today and get an update on, on, on what that is um, and what those regulations are, those new, new requirements are. We will then, on the second half of the show, we, we, will, we will dive into an exciting new product being launched by one of the family members of Greenwave, uh, the Greenwave family businesses. Um, which is floating solar uh, in, in an in amazing 
application that is ripe uh, for deployment here in this country. So let's start today with, with David Silliman. Uh, he's a con- he's a contributor to the show. Uh, he's been on before. He is an absolute expert in the field of opportunity zones. Um, so I would like to welcome welcome David Silliman. Good morning, David. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning, Jamie. Oh, thank you. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, and thank you for joining us. Now, now before we get started, and in full disclosure, uh, opportunity zones are extremely important to us here at the Clean Energy Revolution because in the family of companies at GreenWave, we have an opportunity zone fund that focuses on clean energy investment and is open for passive investors to be a part of this great journey while also creating returns. And so I just wanted to have full disclosure there. Uh, and, and, and David, can, can you talk to us about what is going on with Opportunity Zones today? Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm super excited about Opportunity Zones today. Uh, you know, we, last month was a big month um, for this program. Um, you know, one of the things that we saw uh, was on December 19th, the IRS issued uh, 544 pages of additional clarifying guidelines, which okay. kind of took both of the previous tranche guidelines and kind of really just solidified a lot of that and then added a few extra measurable uh, aspects to the program. Um, we also saw uh, the deferment, uh, the step up that an investor would get, you know, starting now for, for January 1, 2020, moving forward. Um, that did drop down from uh, 15% down to a, a maximum of 10% at the moment, uh, barring no additional updates or changes, which are, you know, it could very well happen that they update it and, and extend it potentially. But as it stands right now, um, that's been really the only major, uh, you know, changes that we've seen. Um, in the way of the new guidelines, I, I think that there's a couple uh, really key points to, if I could, kind of really quickly touch on, Um, especially because of the fact that they apply significantly to business, business business-based focused opportunity zone funds. And one of the things that we've seen in in the trend line for business-based, business-focused OZ funds um, has been nothing but a steady increase. Uh, we've, we've gone from what was, you know, last year, middle of last year, you know, 1% of all the, the couple few hundred OZ funds represented anything related to business. And now that number is, you know, probably closer to 10% now. Um, wow. And the SBA yesterday um, just appointed the new uh, director, I guess, of the Small Business Administration. Anyway, she came from the uh, Scott Turner's uh, side with Opportunity Zones, very, very uh, familiar, very, you know, pro-Opportunity Zone program. And so, you know, her coming into the highest level position within the SBA is going to be a huge positive impact for, uh, you know, business-based Opportunity Zones funds for 2020. The couple yeah. of key points that I wanted to get into though real fast was this is that one of the biggest things that they did is is that they gave a working capital safe harbor provision okay. for 62 months for wow. businesses to ensure that they can kind of comply with 
the 70% tangible property, the 50% gross income requirements, both of which were in the previous tranches. Um, they and also this, was a, this, was outli- they, this was outlined in the December 19th uh, uh, ruling, right? Is that, is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And absolutely. Okay. So basically what this allows a fund to essentially do, which is a benefit to the investors, is instead of the fund having to deploy all of that money into a business at one time, they can have up to 62 months to be able to deploy capital into that business, kind of like a drip deployment, and uh, to ensure that that business can get to the qualifying criteria, gives the business time. Um, you know, They also provided that the opportunity zone business can receive an extra 24 months on top of that if they're in a federally declared disaster area. So, so let me let me just pause here for a second. Now. If if you if we go back to the trickle in investment, um, the sixty two months that you talked about, if if they if they're trickling in that investment, is is their step up and basis still protected, in in the way that you mentioned? Absolutely, uh, because the the trickling of the investment is from the fund to the investment itself. Okay. In this case, a business. Okay. Okay. The the step up in basis for the investor is the investor of the fund. Whereas okay. you have to distinguish, you have basically two investors, right? You've got the individual into the fund and then you've got the investor as the fund itself into the entity. Okay. And what we're talking about is the 62 month safe harbor provision for the fund into the entity. Okay. And so how the fund deploys, uses capital, uh, deploys capital, uh, none of that will have an impact on me, you, John, Jane Doe, who are investors into the fund. Our, our job is, to, is basically really more to create tenure, right? I, sure. I don't get any benefits you know, until I ride this thing through for a long period of time. Sure. Now, now, it, now, now go over to what you mentioned before I uh, asked that question. Now, disaster areas. So, opining to... You know Puerto Rico in the recent you know uh, earthquake or or not not that long ago the uh, the hurricane that ravished the area and Puerto Rico for our listeners is is almost entirely an opportunity zone. What, what additional measures now have have been included for uh, for uh, investment into those areas? And before you answer that, can that be stacked together with this sixty two month sort of trickle in in of investment? Well, yeah, because what it does is it relates to the, just for a simple example, you've got, let's say, the Greenwave, the Greenwave Opportunity Fund, right? Yeah. And the Opportunity Fund is looking at making an investment into, let's just call it Puerto Rico Solar, okay? Okay. For an example purpose. Puerto Rico gets hit like they just did between hurricanes, earthquakes, just basically they're devastated, right? They're a federally yeah. declared disaster area. And Puerto Rico solar got hit pretty hard. Yeah, and they need, you know, you're looking at them and saying, okay, well, we're going to make an investment. But part of that investment, you know, we know is going to be using to be re- basically rebuilding, right? Yeah. And we believe long term that Puerto Rico solar is a good investment once it is rebuilt back up. So yeah. what this does is it gives Puerto Rico solar an additional 24 months over and above the 62 to use working capital 
if they're in a declared area, if these fund money is working capital, if they're in a federally declared area. So what that means is, is that Puerto Rico solar, all right, uh-huh. devastated because of the, the federal disaster, the money you as a fund put money into it, and now you get a much longer, almost 86 months altogether for Puerto Rico solar to basically come back up to a compliant standard as a QOZB, meaning that it's meeting the asset tax, it's meeting the gross income tax, it's, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, that 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 is uh, nothing short of a huge benefit for for an investor looking to uh, shelter their capital gains, uh, right? Or, or and and uh, and make an investment that that uh, you know doesn't have to come in one tranche, but 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 can uh, it can come over time? So uh, we're we're up on a break. Uh, right now, uh, Dave, I'd, I'd like to hold you over through the break in, uh, and finish talking about uh, the Opportunity Zone funds in general and, uh, and learn a little bit more about what's going on with Opportunity Zone, uh, Opportunity Zone investments on the other side of the break. Uh, is that something you can do? Love it. Okay. Well, well please, please stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dave Silliman. Uh, talking about Opportunity Zone funds and investments. Uh, Please stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The world is going green with everything from recycling and power generation to organic groceries and sustainable energy. Society is interested in easing the burden that humanity places on the environment. If making investments into the strong markets, consider a strong return guaranteed by investing in GreenWave. GreenWave operates with more than 25 years of actual experience in energy. It just makes sense. Visit GreenWave-Holdings.com for more information. GreenWave is a collaboration and energy solutions service platform that can deliver a complete package to support conservation, smart energy, and energy savings. From the product to customer service interactions to the marketing material, everything GreenWave does revolves around fulfilling the promises its value proposition makes. GreenWave is energy revolution made easy, fast, and affordable without the doubt of how to participate and the confusion surrounding energy by conventional utilities. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to The Clean Energy Revolution with Jamie Krinsky. 
To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jamie, that's J-A-M-I, at thecleanenergyrevolution.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the Clean Energy Revolution. Uh, before the break, we were visiting with David Silliman, CEO for Easy Do It, an exciting fund uh, opportunity zone fund development company. We're going to continue on with the con- uh, with the conversation uh, with David uh, regarding the opportunity zone funds, what's new, the uh, the current IRS ruling, and what are some advantageous applications. David, I just want to step back one second because um, it, it blows my mind that they continue to – the IRS and the Treasury and the United States government continue to make these Opportunity Zone uh, fund investments so attractive. And, and what you were just talking about is you know, an investor can come in, make a commitment, trickle in his investment over 62 months, protect the safe harbor, get – Get the step up in basis. I I mean, that's amazing. There's nothing else out there like this for for an investor. Tell me I'm wrong, but it's that's incredible. Yeah, no, there really isn't anything else out there that is going to give the investor the tax benefits, the tax deferment, the the tax free growth the way that investing in an opportunity zone fund would. Um, you know. It, it's just one of those it's, – it's, this is one of those programs that – and I've been saying it from day one. I believe this will be the single biggest landscaping changing program in the United States history. I think this will be larger than the Industrial Revolution when it's all said and done. And, and I don't say that lightly because I understand that that's what built America. But when you look at where America is going and the tentacles and the reach of what an opportunity fund can and, and where it could have impact in, it's virtually sky's the limit. Yeah. on that. And that's what makes this program so unique is that it's allowing, you know, you and me privately to have an impact instead yeah. of having to have my money go to taxes and then it trickle down, maybe hit some grant programs here and there and you know, it goes through a government waste can cycle basically. Well, is what happens. But, but by inspiring, you know, the private sector to come in and and bolster up you know, these underpoverished areas or whatever has uh, defined a qualified opportunity zone. To some degree, it takes, you know, government institutions, you know, off the hook in a way that they don't have to figure out ways to, you know, rejuvenate, you know, these these communities. So I agree. It's, uh, it's a wonderful, absolutely wonderful program. And, you know, as we go around and talk about how our opportunity zone fund uh, with with a, a strict focus on clean energy investments across all technology types, we end up really educating the investor almost 100% of the time. Can, can, can you can you talk about um, that? Are you seeing that there's there's an educational requirement uh, for you know the general investor community out there with respect to this and, and any any ideas on how we could do that more? Um, comprehensively? Uh, well, I definitely will say that uh, there's there's not necessarily like a, a lack of educational resources available. It's just, it's a lack of, you got to understand, I mean, this is 900 pages now of mm-hmm. QOF, QOZ guidelines. Uh, you know, 900 pages of tax code. 
that's a lot to to digest and to be able to understand. I, I think where investors are leery is that, you know, we had a hyperinflation just because of how this program rolled out in real estate. And, you know, the real estate market's a shifting market. It's it's a market that will continue to, to change, especially as, as the interest rates begin to get adopted and move away from a LIBOR-based rate to a SOFR-based rate. Um, mm. And that's an economic discussion that we could have for a completely different time. But sure. I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too much. Um, but, yeah, the investors themselves, though, it, it's just a matter of, under, you know, a strong understanding of what, what the benefit is to them. Mm-hmm. What the benefit is to the community as far as the impact, because at the end of the day, these are impact investments, yeah. and really how they're going to get their money back. How, is, how, how does that investor win? It's, it's yeah. one thing to say I get a tax benefit, okay, but what does that look like in the way of where the money is being deployed to, and, and yeah. what is that win defined? Um, what I think is going to be very unique is, is that 2020 is the year for business-based opportunity funds. Yeah. It really is. This is the year that all the right pieces, everything is there now clear enough for any business to step into this realm and begin to take advantage of a program and have impact. And, and, and sure. what's exciting about that is, is that I think that what we're going to see for this year um, is I think that we're going to see more investor interest in business-based funds than what we are going to see in real estate-based funds. Sure. And I think that's already started to begin to shift a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that too with the investors that we're talking to. It's, I think the investment community at large is looking for other places to to invest in because the real estate, frankly, is not as robust and lucrative of an investment as it as it once was. As as opposed to an energy project, which I often refer to as an anyway deal. It makes sense financially, economically, anyway. But, but let, let's let's pivot to the fund themselves. Can, can can you talk about what the roadblocks for for a successful fund, um, not only in in creation, but development for for those people that are just wondering about the health of these funds in general, you can can you talk about what makes a good fund versus you know maybe not such a good fund, and you know what what are the challenges to to get to a place where 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 you can tell the investment community look at us we're, we're a healthy we're a healthy fund that are that are making wonderful investments can, can you talk about what some of those challenges are yeah well I think the fundamental I think it's just you know understanding the fundamentals people process product for the investment you know mm. saying it's a fund saying it's investment that's a title if you look at what it is at its core it's still a business any which mm. way you slice it and the business fundamentals don't change in the way of Number one, are you credible enough to manage the fund? Do you have a background? Are, you know, what you're looking at doing, do you know? Do you know what you're talking about? Or is it just you're trying to you know, jump onto it because you think it's a good idea and have no clue what you're doing? Right. Um, I think the second thing is, is you know, obviously part of, you know, so you got your people. Because at the end of the day, every investment, every investment, when they're private investments, it's going to boil down to a team at the end of the day, no matter how great the interest rate might be back or the return might be or anything of that nature. It's, at the end of the day, it's just the team that can get the job done. Can they yeah. execute? It always yeah. boils down to team. So you look at the team and are you a one-man operation? Do you got a background or do you have a team? Like when you look at like Greenwave, what makes the Greenwave Opportunity Fund so credible is because you guys have such a diverse, strong, strong team of people, so you kind of yeah. check mark the people. 
now you look at, okay, well, what's the process, right? Um, that's where you look at and say, okay, am I putting my money into a bank account where you just have a direct debit card to, and yeah. you just get to spend willy-nilly? And, or is there more defined structure, process, transparency, oversight, even to you, on my behalf, right? Mm-hmm. Well, again, that's where you look at you know, what makes a strong fund. You've got hundreds of opportunity funds, but you've got probably less than 35 40% of them actually have any sort of real third-party administrator to them. Yeah. Somebody to kind of help do the compliance, the oversight, you know, a lot of these things were just set up where they ran down to their local bank account or their local bank and set up a bank account yeah. for them and are saying, but, hey, this is where you put the money into. Well, I can, I no can tell you, I can tell you from, uh, from our fund that uh, the compliance measures and the third party, you know, uh, administrators and uh, attorneys and everybody else, CPAs that, uh, that we have involved, um, it, it's a very comprehensive uh, very comprehensive platform, but uh, it's meant for the passive investor. That that is absolutely for sure, absolutely for sure. Uh, hey, uh, I, I wanted and I to would say the third oh, thing then is the the product. At the end of yeah. the day, uh, what yeah. what is the fund investing into? And I I think that, like I said, I I think this, my my belief is, and I'm seeing it in the trend lines. 2020 is the breakout year for all things business based uh, Z funds. Yeah. You know, we we got about three or four minutes left here um, before we have to transition to uh, to our other segment. But when you started, you were a pioneer. I, be, I believe you. I believe you started the second fund that that hit the uh, uh, hit the public. When you started Easy Do It, you know that is based in OZF development. You, you know what what personal. Or what hurdles did, did you personally face, you know, and how did you overcome them? And, and is that reflective of sort of the bigger, you know, larger tranche that we're talking about in terms of, you know, having a healthy fund? Is there any associ- similarities there? Well, I, I would say that, you know, two big hurdles that I had to overcome was, number one, education on the program when it was so new very early on. I mean, you're, yeah. you're talking the guidelines came out in June. I had the second fund in the country launched, you know, in July. Mm-hmm. Shortly thereafter, the guidelines came out like June 26th sure. of, um, of uh, 2018. So, you know, to very quickly on trying to talk about promote, I can't even tell you how many thousands of outbound phone calls. I just picked up the phone and just dialed and dialed mm-hmm. and dialed and Googled and dialed and introduced. <laughs> the second, so I, I would say that, you know, it takes, a, it, it took a lot of, a lot of time, effort, and energy to talk about for no gain yeah. at all. Yeah. Just to create awareness to be able to build a brand. That was the first thing. The second thing is, is that I would say that the biggest thing that I think that when, when having those conversations is, is that people have to understand that, number one, the OZ program was never designed to polish a turd deal. This sure. is an armor yeah. all for a turd. I mean, I mean this yeah. is designed to make a good deal better. Right. 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 It, but it's also something that when you look at the nature, the fundamental heartbeat of the program was never transactional. It was always transformational. Yeah. And what we had to do a lot of, of, of really educating, not just who we talk to, not just building in a culture around transformation, 
but then even our clients in trying to work with them and understanding that, listen, this is, it's, this is a very brand new financial instrument. Sure. And it's going to be here to stay for quite some time. And all of us are, are kind of, there's strength in numbers as we go through this together. And there's greater, there's, there's a greater impact when we're focused on the transformation collectively as a, as a cohesive unit. Yeah. And, and I feel like that, that's what this opportunity fund space, you know, I can control my bubble, so to speak, mm-hmm. but it needs more of that type of mentality in this space to understand, listen, don't, don't just look at it as I'm putting my money in, it's a transaction. Mm-hmm. Look at it as what this space is from a transformational impact, how it's going to change the country, how it's going to have the impact. And when you do that, it changes a shift in mindset. And, but yeah. it was taking a lot of overcoming that. Those are the two biggest hurdles when, well, when really kind of getting easy do it, uh, really kind of going and working yeah. seven days a week around the clock eat, sleep, breathing, and dreaming about, you know, OZs. Well, I can, I can certainly uh, understand and, and uh, com- compare that with our own, with our own efforts. Hey, it, we, we got we to go to break, but before we do, I'm going to give you a chance to uh, make a plug for your, uh, your Opportunity Zone Fund conference that's coming up. Do you want to you just give me a 10 or 15 seconds on what that is? Absolutely. Uh, you go to ozfunds.com. It's called the Dealmakers Exchange. It's Thursday, March 12th here in Virginia Beach. What we're doing is we're bringing together all things opportunity funds, projects, economic development agencies, and doing uh, the first of, a, of its kind in this space, which is going to be more trade show versus education. And the idea is, is to put all the bodies in the room and just kind of let nature take its course and let deals begin to happen. Fantastic. Well, we're, we're up on a hard stop here, so uh, we, we got to run. We've been talking to David Silliman, CEO and founder of Easy Do It, uh, an, an absolute expert in the field of Opportunity Zone, uh, Opportunity Zone fund development and, and investments. Uh, we're now going to have to take a, a short break, but before we do, David, thank you so much for your insight and, and again, your knowledge. Uh, really valuable. I hope some some we have some investors uh, that are that are listening listeners to the show, and uh, every time you're on, I, I believe that uh, they 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 can feel more comfortable about investing uh, in in this platform. So thank you for your time. Um, we're gonna have to go uh, to a short break, and when we return, we'll examine how can clean energy and water be combined to produce a, a renewable source of energy, and why is that such a big deal? Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. GreenWave is a collaboration and energy solutions service platform that can deliver a complete package to support conservation, smart energy, and energy savings. From the product to customer service interactions to the marketing material, everything GreenWave does revolves around fulfilling the promises its value proposition makes. GreenWave is energy revolution made easy, fast, and affordable without the doubt of how to participate and the confusion surrounding energy by conventional utilities. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. 
The world is going green with everything from recycling and power generation to organic groceries and sustainable energy. Society is interested in easing the burden that humanity places on the environment. If making investments into the strong markets, consider a strong return guaranteed by investing in GreenWave. GreenWave operates with more than 25 years of actual experience in energy. It just makes sense. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Clean Energy Revolution with Jamie Krinsky. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jamie, that's J-A-M-I, at thecleanenergyrevolution.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to The Clean Energy Revolution. Before the break, uh, we, before the uh, on the first half of the show, we, we were visiting with David Silliman, uh, talking about opportunity zone funds and investments, and what a wonderful thing that is. We're gonna we're gonna transition now into a, uh, a clean energy application, renewable energy application. Uh, we we, we want to talk with an exciting new company. This is, this company is also a member of the Greenway family of companies. And, and has an absolutely exciting new product that, that may revolutionize solar development. We, we are joined today by Tyler Welsh. Uh, he's the president of Aqualite, a company focused on renewable energy applications all around water. Tyler, it, it's, a, it, it's a real pleasure to have you here uh, on the show, and, and hopefully our listeners are going to take a great bit from, from this can, can, can you please help us understand what is new with renewable energy on water? Uh, now, I know this sounds sort of backwards and combining electricity and water together, who would have thought? But I'll explain why this is appealing uh, to particular market types here in a bit. Flowing solar by mm-hmm. no means is a new technology. It has been around for some time, but is relatively new to the United States. Now, you can actually count on two hands. Uh, Jamie, how many floating solar systems have been deployed in the U.S. today? Uh, we here at Aqualite believe that our application can safely and effectively capture more sunlight than traditional solar rays, and that is what we are out promoting today. Sure, it, and it, it's, it's incredible what you, what you said, and I'm going to go back to it just for, for a minute. We we can count on on two hands the number of projects in in this country that have utilized floating solar in, in some way. But have have you any? Do you have any visibility on you know if we were to look beyond our our borders and you know out 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 to the global application? Is this something that's being used um, significantly other places? Yes, um, it, it definitely is. Um, particularly throughout Europe, uh, existing applications are being developed. Um, you know, by the megawatt in many cases. And in other cases, we find some systems as small as 50 to 100 kW. Mm-hmm. Um, so si- sizes vary. You know, in other countries, uh, fish farms, water treatment facilities, you know, they're reducing their water evaporation while also protecting uh, their valuable products and creating their own clean electricity. Mm-hmm. I believe we'll see this becoming a trend uh, here in the U.S., you know, in, in the near future, certainly. 
You know, you know, one of the questions that I, I have, and, and certainly as a, as a listener in some of these conversations and, and to this radio show, you, you have to ask the question, why? Why is this product something we should deploy? Or, or, or why is this something that others may want to consider? And maybe the bigger question is, why hasn't it been done to the degree that other renewable applications with solar uh, have been done, it can can you uh, can you shed some light on that? Right. Yeah. Of course. Uh, great question. You know, uh, why why floating solar? Uh, floating solar simply it's just it's more efficient than traditional roof and, and ground mounted solar systems. Um, mm-hmm. It is possible because of the cooling effect of the water below. Jamie, mm-hmm. I think it was mentioned uh, a few episodes ago. But not actually, uh, you know, the warmer climates where solar arrays perform the best. This is right. a common myth, I think. Colton Cooper, a uh, previous guest you had on, kind of debunked with his uh, group there at RPG. Um, yep. It's areas of cooler temperatures that promote more efficient electricity production, which, you know, the surface of the water provides. Uh, sure. Holding ponds and reservoirs, you know, they exist everywhere. We drive by them every day on your way to work, on your way home. You know, and oftentimes I go and notice by uh, large industrial facilities and, and manufacturing plants that rely on, on the water asset. You know, like electricity, these industrial facilities are paying a significant price to keep uh, these water reservoirs at certain heights. So evaporation is also a huge issue, like I mentioned a little bit ago. Um, um, so, so why not deploy a solution that can, can solve two problems? Let's, let's dramatically decrease water evaporation by shielding the water surface with a floating application you know, while also providing less expensive and cleaner renewable energy to a facility uh, as well as the grid. So well, they're very well, what's complimentary. You, what you just mentioned is is, uh, is so true, right? The, you, you know, you can't build anything of significance anymore without, without creating a water retention uh, area. And, you know, in, in large... Largely speaking, in most cases, that, that becomes kind of a dead asset because what are you really going to do with mm-hmm. it? Um, you know, you know, is is that the, that's the focus of, of where Aqualite is looking at? It's it's not necessarily on recreational use, you know, uh, cohabitating with you know people on boats and jet skis and that. It's it's mostly for those man-made uh, features. Is is that right? Yeah, uh, and ma- mainly man-made uh, features, man-made reservoirs, um, uh, anything where we can. Um, um, you know, a- accurately assume the water heights and, uh, you know, and, and use for these manufacturing facilities and, and that market type. So, so if you, if you have, if you have made a deployment or, you know, our green wave opportunity zone fund makes an investment into floating solar and the, what happens when the water goes down to nothing? What happens in the situation, you know, like the, the we faced in this country with, with droughts, um, can it go up and down? Does it have to, you know, does that cause a problem uh, given the water levels? Great. Another great question. Uh, certainly no problem uh, there at all. Um, there, there's a lot, a lot of engineering, you know, just like a traditional ground or roof-mounted system that goes into these. And uh, uh, besides the electrical output, you're also planning for, you know, severe situations like the one you just mentioned and um, these floating solar arrays are, you know, designed to sit at the bottom of a reservoir if need be. So that's, that's certainly not an issue, Jamie. That, that, is, uh, that, that, is, that is really a remarkable and resilient application. Remarkable in the sense that, you know, we're, we're making 
you know, the ability to, to provide power from a dead land asset that is a requirement from the EPA or, or local agencies. And it just seems like as industrial or commercial uh, applications uh, are being inundated with heavy demand charges and transmission charges and capacity charges and, you know, the volumetric rates are on the rise, the KWH uh, that you're paying for uh, for power at your utility, it just seems like that this would be a, an, an amazing opportunity uh, to uh, right. to dovetail in uh, to some, you know, many corporations, as, as you know, Tyler, many corporations have have raised their, um, you know, their focus with respect to, you know, carbon uh, carbon footprint adjustments. Many uh, some of uh, some clients that we that we know have an appetite for a carbon positive position. So this certainly. Uh, would make for an easy conversation, I think. Uh, are, are you are you seeing yeah. that? Yeah, and um, you know, to, to add what you just said, yes, we are seeing that. But it's these, it, you know, it's these massive industrial facilities, these manufacturing plants that, um, you know, it'd be silly to think that uh, the available land that they have open next to their their facility uh, does not have plans or has already been booked for future expansion. Sure. Um, but, you know, along with these facilities, there's these holding ponds. And if we can just get the word out that, uh, you know, they could be, as they say, uh, two birds with one stone, um, we, we can take advantage of that otherwise unusable uh, water surface. So, You, you know, we're, we're going to have a break in a minute. And I, I would ask to hold you over through the break into the, the final segment. But but before we go to, to the break, can, you know, let, can we can we expand on the environmental benefits for for a minute, because that that seems to be sure. um, the heart and the and the focus for you know a, a large demographic in in this country and and certainly within the marketplace. It, so so you talked about a you know a reduced evaporation rate. Um, are, what are the other? Certainly, there are other benefits. Do, do you know of a you know a couple that might be there in addition to that? Right. Um. I'll add that uh, um, from the, the studies that have been, been done so far um, re- regarding the evaporation rate, if, if you're going to go set an array out in your holding ponds and say you're, uh, you know, you, you own and operate a fishery and, and you rely on that water to be a certain height, that water beneath, directly beneath that array is, is going to reduce um, um, evaporation by about 70% now. We've also um, heard and have been told that all the fish seventy percent that's huge evaporation is reduced. It is yeah. huge, and uh, you know when you're when you're working or relying on this water asset, especially out on the west coast, and you know even here in the Midwest where I sit, um, you know it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Are Are there any what What about algae? You know, uh, here in the Midwest, we. We see some of the ponds that, that don't have a lot of, um, you know, water movement. You, you see a, a fair amount of algae right. buildup. Does, does this help cure that in any way, or does it, is there any associated benefit? So um, I'm, I'm going to go back to our, uh, our fishery example. And, um, you know, as much as we don't want to believe there are, you know, it takes pesticides, it takes, 
it takes chemicals being put into those ponds to reduce exactly what you say, algae. And mm-hmm. if we can prevent the sun from reaching the bottom of that reservoir, that again, that farmer is uh, depending on for his uh, fishery, then, um, you know, it's, it's less chemicals and, and those types of things being placed into the food we eat. So, sure, um, sure. Yes, yes. Well, listen, we're, we're up against a, uh, a break, so we're going to take a short break, uh, and when we return, we, we're going to continue this conversation with Tyler Welsh, president of Aqualite, about his new and exciting uh, product line uh, that is floating solar, and uh, we're really going to dive m- more into the product when we get back, and you can help educate our listeners on, on, on what, that, what that really is. So p- please stay okay. tuned. Please stay tuned. Uh, We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The world is going green with everything from recycling and power generation to organic groceries and sustainable energy. Society is interested in easing the burden that humanity places on the environment. If making investments into the strong markets, consider a strong return guaranteed by investing in GreenWave. GreenWave operates with more than 25 years of actual experience in energy. It just makes sense. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. GreenWave is a collaboration and energy solutions service platform that can deliver a complete package to support conservation, smart energy, and energy savings. From the product to customer service interactions to the marketing material, everything GreenWave does revolves around fulfilling the promises its value proposition makes. GreenWave is energy revolution made easy, fast, and affordable without the doubt of how to participate and the confusion surrounding energy by conventional utilities. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Clean Energy Revolution with Jamie Krinsky. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jamie, that's J-A-M-I, at thecleanenergyrevolution.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to The Clean Energy Revolution. We've been visiting with Tyler Welsh, president of Aqualite, and his new exciting application to to floating solar. So, so Tyler, thank you for for all of the information that you've you've given us uh, on on the former segment. In, in in the time that we have left in today's show, I'd really like to to dive into the the new product that you're getting ready um, to to launch commercially. And and but before we do, I think we have to set the you know we have to we have to set the baseline. So if this is being done today, and again we can count the projects on two hands, what what makes what has driven you to create a new product line that could be different? What makes your product different than what's out there? Been a lot involved in a lot of um, you know renewable energy presentations where solar has been involved, and. Um, 
floating solar applications that do exist today, they, they just lack the long peace of mind, and by that I mean warranty. And one thing, one main aspect of Aqualite's new product is um, that we're going to capitalize on is, is durability. And if we can create a durable product successfully, then we're going to exceed uh, existing warranties that are out there for existing products. Now, you know, warranties, in my opinion, should, you know, at least be equal to, if not exceed, uh, the other vital pieces of, of a solar array, that being the inverters, uh, sure. you know, would generally have a 10 to 15 year warranty as well as the solar panels, which, you know, those can be out in the field for 30 plus years. So, you know, if, if we don't have a good float underneath those vital parts, then, you know, why is it, why is it out there? Yeah. It, I, it, it's it's an incredible statement that that may have not resonated with some of our listeners that that aren't in the uh, you know in the arena of of putting these projects together every day. You have a product that's out there for you said your words thirty years or greater, and and this product isn't sitting on a post. It's not sitting on a roof. It's floating on. Uh, you know, a, a barge, a, a float, a raft, whatever you want to, you, whatever you want to call it. So it seems right. to me, it seems to me that that having a durable product, durability, in as you said, and I'm just reiterating, you, you know, what you said, that seems to be the base of consideration for for this market. It's um, it uh, so durable. You know, your product is more durable. Because, what it's it's more solid. And, there's, and can I? There's, yeah, let me let, let's add to that. Um, now, if you if you like, keep referring to these few hand um, uh, projects. You can count on two hands in the U.S. You know those, those jobs you're going to go find in the East and West Coast in the warmer climates. Um, mm. You know, I, again, I'll say I, I sit here in the Midwest, and you know we're we're up against harsh winters, freeze, thaw, uh, bitter bitter colds. And you know, a couple months goes by, and you know you're 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 at record heat. So um, our, our floats, uh, you know, they'll they'll be made out of the HDPE plastics, um, and um, you know, constant thicknesses um, run through several stress tests uh, with our engineers here, and if we can get to that longer warranty, then this product no matter where you are in the U.S. or abroad for that matter, whether it's the summer or the winter time, it's, it's going to stand the test of time and it's going to sure. provide our clients uh, peace of mind with that long warranty. So That's, fant- that's fantastic, and I think you're, you're absolutely on the, on, the right, on the right path. How do you feel about your new product, and, and what does that path to the marketplace look like from, from where you're at now? Um. So uh, the path to the marketplace. Right now, we uh, we propose renewable energy projects um, with all kinds of market types, whether they be municipalities, uh, the industrial manufacturers that we're talking about, um, higher ed, um, you know, commercial. It's uh, it's going to be targeting, as you mentioned before, those facilities that are landlocked that have future plans 
for for the, the land that's adjacent to them uh, that is open. Um, it's it's targeting those companies that are paying an outrageous amount for KWH and even a more outrageous amount for KW demand. Um, it's it's targeting those folks and and getting this product in front of them to prove to them that you know they they can they can control at some level what they're going to pay the utility. Sure, sure. That that is uh, that is incredibly ins- insightful, Ian. And I think maybe the last qu- the last question before we got to wrap this up in, in a minute or less. What what. Can you summarize what some of the roadblocks are to to not only product development but project development? Yeah. Um, yes, certainly. And uh, let's see where I should begin. Uh, and and I do mean that in a positive way. Um, the design is challenging, of course. Every new idea involves several iterations. Um, there, there will be times when our finished prototypes force us in a new directions. It happens more often than we wish um, or change our way of thinking about a solution. But the good thing is, is that, you know, we have, we have a well-versed team here at, at GreenWave and in Aqualite with resources all around us, you know, whether they be the clients we've already worked for, their input, you know, sure. while presenting, coming up with solutions, you know, existing partners or, or other companies at GreenWave, we, we all learn from each other. So um, I, I think that answers your question. Yeah, no, that's a, that is a, that is a great answer, and uh, it sounds like uh, a very comprehensive look into the market, 360-degree uh, offering that uh, you and your um, your sister companies uh, with GreenWave uh, offer. So, really, really a an exciting market. Um, listen, in 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 thirty seconds. What's the market potential in in dollars? Oh, um, in dollars. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna point back to a quick fun fact here. Um, it's fun in my eyes and certainly exciting. NREL, uh, the National Renewable Energy Laboratory, uh, last year I believe July or so, um, pointed out about twenty five, maybe thirty thousand or so of these man-made reservoirs that just from site alone appeared to be able to handle an application oh. as such. So, uh, you know, as, as far as putting a number to that, it, it's, it's kind of difficult here in these last few seconds, but I will say we will expect to see uh, many, many more of these here in the near future. And again, I think yep. it's going to be a trend that uh, GreenWave and, and Aqualighter are going to help lead. So, Absolutely. Well, I think the number I heard is in billions. We, we are out of time. Tyler, thank you uh, a ton for, for joining us. Our energy landscape is changing. It's obvious every show that we have. Thank you to all of the listeners that have joined us today. We continue to speak on your behalf and confront the energy issues. Next week, we'll, we'll discuss how clean energy applications can be developed to multifamily communities and how that would bring low cost and environmental advantages to those places around this country. Again, thank you for all the listeners that have tuned in. Thank you, Tyler. We look forward to next week. Until then, goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to the Clean Energy Revolution. 
Please join your host, Jamie Krinsky, again next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week.